Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for Getting the Shit Together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creators of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email us and let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kara Tomei. I'm the creator and host of Just Do It. And what I do on this podcast is seek out artists who have hybridized their careers to include some form of programming that engages the public. So that could be through a collaborative that does ongoing projects, a nonprofit entity, an artist-run space, an artist-run gallery, an artist-run business, whatever form it takes. Um, We here at Just Inc. want to champion artists who have embraced a, a DIY approach to their careers and to diversifying their practice beyond the studio into the community. And uh, the goal is to give them a forum to share their experiences. So other interested and motivated artists might uh, be inspired to do the same and get information also about all the wonderful artist-run things going around uh, Los Angeles because we have quite an archive now of those kinds of things. I'm a busy bee weekly finding anything interesting that I can. And so uh, we've got a good uh, resource for you there if you want to check out our archive on justinc.com. And so today I have an artist uh, with me, Kira Volman. She is a visual artist, musician, performance artist, uh, known her a little bit off and on. And she is the owner, director, and curator of Arc Gallery and Work Studios in Pasadena. And I um, have followed her uh, digitally and and uh, and online, but um, haven't been to the space yet. It's relatively new, so I've got lots of questions that I'm sure our audience will want to hear about too. So let me welcome Kira to the show, and we'll start chatting. Hello there, Kira. Hello, Kara. How have you been? I'm good. Yes, I'm nice to talk with you. We we met a while ago. We were uh, for a while both on the board of a nonprofit uh, artist run nonprofit called Newtown. Um you are still on the board there and no, um so yes, yeah, so I know you from from there and I've I've seen various projects you've done as an individual artist around town and then you have opened this space. So, I'm really uh, excited to talk to you about this new endeavor. But before I do that, let's get um you to tell the audience tell our audience our listeners just a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, a little 2-minute blurb about uh who you are, what kind of artist you are, a little bit about your uh, artistic practice and experience kind of leading up to taking this next step with ARC. Oh, my. Well, I'm a multimedia artist. I do sound and, as you said, performance and visual art, and I try at times to combine all of that into sonic interactive pieces. Um, Not necessarily installations, but they have to be installed, and sometimes it's a wall sculpture that might sing, and the audience triggers the voices to make it sing and can almost compose a piece. A lot of my work is three-dimensional. 
been doing this for years, and I haven't been able to quite get everyone on board with the fact that I do both. I have people who think of me as a musician or sound artist, and then people who think of me as a visual artist. I'm working really hard to get people to see that I do both and that I see both as part and parcel of the same thing. And that's sort of it in a nutshell. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you articulate that because really that's what the show is about as well. I mean, artists do many things. I mean, it's rare to have an artist. It's, you know, maybe a top little percentage of an artist who does only one thing for their entire career, whether it's how they make art or what they do or how they employ themselves or what they do. You know, being an artist, as you know, is is more of a um, not like an up and down hierarchical thing, but more of a spread out map of, you know, all the different things that artists do. I mean, I think our culture, don't you agree that generally that is being more embraced just even with multimedia artists and art and, and the pr- proliferation of artist run spaces and projects in Los Angeles is, you know, mind boggling, which is, and it's wonderful because, you know, artists want to engage in the community too. So you are doing exactly the kind of thing that a lot of my guests on the show are doing, and I'm glad to hear you articulate it. And it's, isn't it, um, it's kind of sad that there's still these, these barriers, you know, and you have to kind of fight against that, but that's wonderful too, that you are doing that. Well, it's really interesting because there have been so many, and there still are, many people who do have varied practices, and within those varied practices really go from something like music into art, and art and music to me are very much the same thing, unless you're doing, you know, commercial jingles or very... Right. Studio-driven, yeah. Yes. Um, once you start to explore music as an art form and you also do visual art, it, it all becomes part of the same thing. And there are many people who do do it all, um, but they're not always yeah. thought of that way. I mean, right. even people who are very well known and very well respected as visual artists are not necessarily known as being musicians or composers or sound artists and vice versa. Uh, right. It's, it it I, it might always be a little bit of an uphill battle, but it is becoming more accepted. It's just not widely accepted. Sure, and I think all those things intersect in the umbrella of performance art because you know that's an art form that you can do all of those things, and that is a yeah lesser known in the broader culture kind of um, genre, let's say, and, and it's thought of as quite quite avant-garde, which it is, <laughs> but that's kind of, it, it, it exists a little bit more on the fringes, but I think it's being embraced more and more. I mean, you even have like museums like MoCA doing performance art festivals and that kind of thing. So it's, I think it's been an exciting thing to watch in the last maybe decade that, that it's been embraced uh, by major institutions. Do you see that as well? Yes. I mean, but, but it's, it's still interesting. Performance art does fall into a very, um, on the periphery, sort of mm-hmm. out there thing. You know, for those of us who've been around it forever, it just is part of everything. But um, it becomes, it can be a very difficult art form for people to grasp because, sure. oh, is it theater? Oh, is it this? Is it that? And sometimes it's, it can be a very extreme concept and abstract. Yeah. Um, and, and very difficult for people to grasp. And it's ephemeral, which all, which kind of yes. adds to the challenge, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a static piece you can walk in and look at all the time. 
Um, yeah, and it's usually you know it could be just a brief, brief, brief moment in time, and then and then it's gone. But <laughs> I love that kind of. I love so that kind of stuff. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Document, documentation of of things is also challenging. Absolutely. Um, you know, you've got you know from what perspective are you seeing what? Um, mm-hmm. it, so many. Well, performance art has to be experienced, and with my visual art so much of it has to actually be experienced in person. Um, right. you, can't, you can't take a photograph of it and have it tell you what's going on. When it's three-dimensional, when it's three-dimensional and, dimensional and sonic, right. it's that more difficult. You know, how do you represent this? So sure. getting people out to experience things is challenging. Absolutely. Well, you know, I love that we veered. That was a wonderful uh, conversation about uh, some of the things that you're engaged in. Let's bring it in, and I'm sure it'll enter into our next bit of conversation, because I want to know from you, you know, how, why <laughs> did you decide to start ARC, which is, by the way, spelled A-R-K, and, and the name comes from? What, it, what was the name concept? It is completely a bonehead name. Um, no! <laughs> my husband and I, my husband is Robert de Blasis, and he and I uh, invested in this together, and we took an old building in Altadena. It's not Pasadena, it's in Altadena. Oh, okay, and, uh-huh. Which is right, it's, it's a stone's throw from. Yes. Yeah, but Altadena, um, yeah. Altadena, and we rehabbed this building, and really, you know, in trying to come up with a name for it, it's basically Art Robert Kira. A-R-K. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Well, it has the double entendre. I mean, as someone just says, it, like, I, I also just think of the Ark as, like, a, almost like a, well, like a Noah's Ark concept of, like, going out well, there and saving the world with, with Ark. <laughs> right? well, I, I, like, I like that. I actually was going um, a little further with it in that Ark actually is a box, a container. And mm-hmm. I wasn't going for the religious connotation. Just well, I don't mean to, yeah, take out the religion yeah, no, I, and, and keep the concept of somebody venturing out, in, in, yeah. you know, and, and saving things and then starting something new. I, I thought that that's what I thought about for like, the name. I like that. I'm going to add that to the whole container concept because. Oh, good, good, good. Yes. I'm glad. And, um, so you and your husband, did you purchase the building? Because it's always interesting yes. to know, like, how does this happen? Okay, so you purchased the building. That's how a really. Happened, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, how it happened is that I basically outgrew my art studio, outgrew mm-hmm. my music studio, and I had a house in Highland Park that I was no longer living in. I was renting it to my music partner, whom you know, Joe, Joe Berardi. Also and on the board I, of Newtown, yes, so that's how yes, we know I each other. No lo- I am no longer on the board, by the way. Oh, okay. I have left the board of Newtown. Um, okay. It's still a wonderful organization, and look at, look at it. It brought us together, too. So, exactly, <laughs> But exactly. people ebb and flow through things, for sure. Right. Yes. Well, so my house basically was this dead weight, and it wasn't serving the purpose of mm-hmm. anything that I really needed, which was more space in which to create. So my husband and I looked around for quite a while in Los Angeles in different areas of Los Angeles and Pasadena and finally Mm -hmm. found this 1928 building that had been left empty for a really long time, and it was gutted. There was nothing in it. Where there had been bathrooms were cavernous pits in concrete floors that just you could fall into a sinkhole. Um, It took a couple of years to rehab it. It took... Wow, it looks beautiful now. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, I know it does. Yes, thank you. Uh, inspection hell, permit hell. It took a really long time, and the fact that 
it became an alternative art space is, well, in some ways accidental. Uh, the building is on a, an incline of the road, and half the building is at a two-foot higher elevation than the other half. And when I saw that with just these naked studs, I went, that's a stage. And mm. so we, we basically put one half of the building with a 1,200-pound steel door that closes off part of my studio and that when it opens up is now a stage that I cordon off with backdrops and drapes and we have concerts. And in a gallery section, which once again could have been rental space, I do have, we have four day tenants in art studios, work-only spaces, not live-in. And we could have squeezed in another, but we had these storefront windows and it looked like a perfect gallery space. So all of a sudden you go, well, this could be a gallery. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to run a gallery. I am not a gallerist. I am not a curator. But you figure, well, let's give it a shot and see what happens. Right. Well, yeah, and oftentimes it's those kind of like accidental opportunities or, or ways we could expand that, that, that guide, you know, that guide things. I, I hear that over and over with the artists that I talk to. You know, it's kind of like, well, you know, this, but then kind of this happened, so we went with it. You know, I mean, that's just actually a wonderful way to, um, to in a way, to do things if you can and spread your, spread your wings into new areas. Exactly, and, it, and it's challenging, and mm-hmm. um, I actually had not planned on being the curator of art exhibits. I was hoping to find someone else to curate or multiple other people. Right. You know, uh-huh. um, they're just ha- that's been very challenging, actually. Mm. That's been very difficult, partly because it's Altadena and there isn't foot traffic. And I still think, well, there's this space, and it's a beautiful space, and you could curate a show here and you could coordinate something. But it turns out I'm the one who's going to have to do that <laughs> because they're just... Well, how long have you been open or well, uh, operating as ARC? Thank you for thank you for clarifying it that way. Um, since May of 2014, okay. Right? So it's May been it's been a year. Two sorry, years. 2015. A, a year and a half. Fifteen. A year and yeah, a half. Okay. A year and a half. One year and a half since I basically moved into there, and then we participated in our first art event, and that was uh-huh. that first well, event. I think like. Don't you think, too, that like moving or kind of changing or anything, it almost takes like almost takes a, a year to get your bearings. And then, you know, and then then Easily. you kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. So I was just. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I'm not one of those people that just focuses on one thing. I actually am just a mess in terms of too many things on my plate, but it's the only way I function. So it's not just about moving in and getting my practice up and running. It's sort of, well, let's get a concert going. Well, let's have an art show. And Right, because when you're having multi-layered facility, you want to activate all those layers. And that is, exactly. that's, a, that's a full-time job right there, practically. You know? And then you've got your own practice. So I can, I can hear the challenge of doing yeah. that, for sure. Yeah, it, it really is a challenge. It is very time-consuming, and I love every minute of it. Um, right. But I do have to find a way to segment my time and partition it off and say, okay, right now I have this exhi- exhibition of my own work I have to focus on, so concerts come to a halt for this period of time. And, you know, I do what I can and fill in the gaps as I can. I try to have an art exhibit up at the time that there is a concert, so it's one more opportunity for an artist's work to get 
seen. Besides, right, because you've got your foot traffic at that time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So coming. Exactly. And so that gives them the opportunity to view the art, whether it be before the concert, during intermission, or after. And then an artist gets the opportunity to have an opening reception, a closing if they want it, and the opportunity to also sit the gallery themselves if they want, or to have by appointment only views. Um, right. Just so it's kind of up to the it's up to the exhibitor at the moment to kind of to help th- that function. Yeah, they can tell me up front this is what I'd like, and I can set it up so that there are point by appointment. I can do all of that. So far, it just no one has gone that route. It's basically just been the opening reception part of the concert. You know perhaps right. a closing reception. Right, but, you know, but in reality, we know that that's probably mostly when people go to galleries and things anyway. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you know. and I, I do a lot of research about this to find out, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. And, um, and I find that, yeah, basically there are people who write about this saying, you know, this is when, you know, most of your audience is coming is only for the opening reception. So I figure I've kind of got it covered. Um, I just don't want anyone feeling that, they're missing an opportunity by not having, you know, Chinatown foot traffic or Culver City foot traffic. You know what I'm saying? It, it's well, sure, sure. But you know, say, hey, location, location, location. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's, this is it's, what it's, I've got, and I can't move the building. It, it, this is right, exactly. And yeah. you do have an incredible resource. So you know, I, I, I uh, yeah, I think that it's, it's. I, I love that you're articulating some of your. Um, challenges and thoughts about running a space because it is something that is challenging enough that not a lot I would say the artist run spaces that I have you know been aware of and interviewed etc you know half of them are gone in a year or two you know because because of these challenges it definitely is not easy especially if you are a well if you're a single person like yourself taking on the bulk of it that that's an, an, an extra challenge for sure. Um, I, I'm curious about the artists who, who work there. Are they, they are renting the space for their studio space, but are they kind of bought into the concept that it's kind of a community or a, in a way, a, a collective is not a good word, but like a community there where they, well, I, I assume they get to show work in the gallery. You know, yes, they, ha- they have um, participated in open, Altadena has an open studios tour. And oh, well, that's so- a good thing. Yes, so the, the artists that are renting have participated by um, being in the gallery so that they share it as a group show and have their studios mm-hmm. open as well as showing their work in the gallery. Right now I have an exhibition up by one of the tenants um, that I've curated, and it's uh, work by Susan Bowles, who does just beautiful work. And it's um, right now it's her cleaning supplies series, which are really fun um, like little jewels, but very whimsical. Because they're not, it's not like having kittens or daisies, but they make you smile because they're cleaning supplies that are painted just so beautifully in these gem colors. And mm. so there's something really whimsical about them, but they're not sappy. Lovely. That's, what, that's a hard balance. To, yeah, it's a hard balance to achieve, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that is work that is up right now, and that is by one of the tenants. Um, I have, you know, at different points, there will be a show up from each of them. Um, right. Um, sure, and, and that's probably one of the perks about renting the space, is, is that I, there is this gallery to show. 
in. Yeah, yes, but it isn't it isn't a guarantee, you know, that because they're there, they are going to get a show. It sort of has to work with whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, there are artists I want to show that I have to coordinate that with. Um, right now, I'm not doing that many exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has to coordinate just right, and that's the challenge sure. right now. It isn't a thing of every three weeks or every six right. weeks there's an exhibition. It's sort of, well, this one is up, and I'm tied up through the holidays, and we sure. haven't set time for the open for her opening reception, and we haven't the concert we were going to have was going to be on December third. That had to be postponed till next year. So I'm hoping Susan's work can stay up until then and just ride it through the holidays with no, you know, no, sure. no worries. And then we present it in the new year. That sounds great. Now talk about your concerts and the kinds of concerts you uh, present there. Because I, okay. you know, I want people to know about your space and, and, and remember and get on your mailing list and follow you on Facebook and you know, know that there's a, you know, a venue for, for music. So talk a bit about the kind of um, things you're doing with that. All right. So for for whatever reason, curating a music concert is so much easier for me than an art exhibition. I maybe <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. Well, that sounds yeah. In a way, that makes sense. Uh, that that you also have such a huge community since you've been a musician for exactly. so many, 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 many years. I mean, I saw from your resume. I mean, you've been doing music, some form of music, for twenty plus years. <laughs> 30 plus at this point. 30 plus. Okay. I didn't want to age you. I kind of took off a decade. No, own it. 30 years. Own it. Own the 30 Um, years of music experience. (laughs) Well, the concerts, uh, I have people basically contacting me constantly to perform. I don't have that for people wanting to show art. Interesting. Yeah, that is. Yes, it's super interesting. Mm -hmm. I get emails all the time from musicians I know and musicians I've never heard of um, from Switzerland or wherever saying I'm coming wow. to town and looking for a, a place. Um, so that's really interesting. I I do the concerts. I have two acts or possibly three acts on a night. I have an intermission. Joe Berardi is sort of my associate producer in the concerts. Um, I can't do everything myself at this point. I've hired a videographer to document every one of them. I have yet to edit the video and put it up on a YouTube channel for ARC, but that is the plan. Great, so right now yeah. I just, have this, I just have this backlog for the past sure. year. Sure, you've got your, you've got your, uh, uh, medium, uh, your short-term goals, medium goals, long-term goals. <laughs> and, and there you go. <laughs> that's and, fitting. Uh, Maybe that's the medium category. Right. So the concerts have run the gamut from uh, sound, art, to jazz, to mm, experimental rock in ways. Um, Mm -hmm. I want it to run the gamut. I want it to be very varied. Um, A lot of people who are in the jazz community, and especially in the improvised jazz community, have been approaching me, and I'm not focusing on that. They're just really desperate for a place to perform. Mm -hmm. So when I can, I want to accommodate the people I know personally whose work I love and will make for a fun show. I do not want to have it become narrowly focused on improv, on jazz, on this. It has to be, I want it to be fun. I want the concert night to be fun and I want one act to be different from the next so that you've got something for everybody. 
And during intermission, we have the artwork that people can visit. We have snacks and water. I try to make it a fun night. And um, I do a concert. I do a poster for every concert uh, that I design myself. So there's there are posters. I write a song for every act <laughs> as an introduction. Wow! Oh my gosh, that's so great. It's kind of this production. You're really thing. well. That's your, you're curating that. That you know, you're the music I'm, that, and I mean curating an event in all the with all these layers. And it sounds like that's really where you're. Yeah, that's your real house. That's what you do. And you know really well, and it sounds uh, it sounds wonderful. Actually, I, I hope that lots of people go. Oh, I didn't you know didn't didn't know I, I could be an audience member. I mean, is it they are the events ticketed or RSVP? What, how many seats and that kind of thing? I can sit. I could probably squeeze sixty, but we usually put out oh, good. Like forty and fifty seats. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and then we'll max out at that point. I mean, we've had it. We've had a few concerts that were standing room only, and. Mm -hmm. uh, it is basically you just show up. I mean, it's we ask for a ten to fifteen dollar donation, and that donation gets divided between the musicians, and the house takes what's equal to one musician's cut. So I'm not taking fifty percent of the door. I'm not taking any other percentage other than what is equal to one musician's, and that only so far has covered the water and snacks. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, you know what it's about? Yeah, it's a community. You're doing this for the community at the moment. And you know what? That's amazing to be able to be an audience member who can go see some live music, you know, for, for that inexpensively in this great space. So I think that, um, that, that seems to be really working, working for the space. And that's, that's, that's wonderful. You know, our time is flying by. I, wow. People sometimes think 30 minutes sounds long, but once you get chatting about everything, it really flies by. So I want to kind of, um, you know, wrap it up in a way, you know, uh, from, from my end, I see this space as this wonderful, you know, experiment where you're borrowing different um, concepts of, you know, how multimedia spaces exist and run and, and it seems to be working and you're kind of new in a way and <laughs> just, you know, it's kind of like a keep, keep trudging along kind of thing. We could put out there that I, you know, it's a couple of things like you are still looking for and, you know, someone who's interested in maybe curating in a space in that space Absolutely. or perhaps like, you know, do you ever do kind of a call for proposals? That's always a, an idea to throw out a call for proposals for shows there. Um, let's spread the word that you have this uh, lovely studio, I mean, this lovely gallery space that, you know, is an opp opportunity for people. Maybe you'll, uh, you know, be able to get some, some traction there for some, uh, some help. I think it sounds like a great uh, opportunity for, you know, someone out there or, or not just one person, people out there, people, curators. There's yeah, this I, would, I would hope so. I, I, I'm yeah. hoping and you putting out that word, I hope that spreads. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just going for well, it. Well, that's, that's, doing... that, yeah, you're just going for it. You are doing, well, you're doing what you know how to do. And actually, like I said, the concert series is, you know, sounds like totally, you know how to do that. And to have this building is, is so smart, you know, if in this day and age, if there's any possibilities of people, you know, buying a space and then and then you know you have the rent i mean it's actually a very good business model um for an artist who you know wants their own space but also wants to create a uh community and you you're creating a community around arc and i think that's really uh wonderful so 
keep doing, keep doing what you don't know how to doing because you're doing it really well. <laughs> Thank you so much. And we are trying to bring something to the community and hopefully the work yeah. will just spread out and you're helping with that. And thank you very much. Oh, good. Well, that's, uh, that's what we love to do here at GIST is, is um, yeah, is really support people like yourselves who are going for it and diversifying and just DIY kind of, we're just going to make it, make it work and make it happen. And that's where exciting stuff does happen. So congratulations. Keep it up. I am looking very much forward to visiting the space and seeing a concert there. And so you will see me soon at ARC. And everyone can go to arc-arts.com and your Facebook page and get engaged. Kira, thanks right. for being my guest. Thank you, Kara. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And GIST Radio is a product of GIST Inc. And our fabulous website at gist-inc.com has access to hundreds of pages of free information on everything you need to know about the business of art. And so please visit our site. Um, and also visit Just Radio again, like us on Facebook. And I will see you again, or hear you again, or talk to you again in the near future. Signing off. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.